0: Good evening, well, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whatever time of day it is, wherever you are in the world. Uh, welcome, once again, to a, another episode of So Am I a Horror Fan. I am one of your hosts, and for this episode, your only host. Um, happy Friday the 13th. Um, it's that time of year again it's uh, a lovely if you're listening especially if you're listening to this the day this episode drops it's uh, friday the 13th of october um i hope everyone's well it's unseasonably warm here in the uk uh i have been wearing shorts and t-shirt for most of the, <laughs> the last couple of weeks which has been disconcerting um especially for this time of year but It is the first Friday the 13th that has fallen in the spookiest of seasons and in the spookiest of months since we have been running the podcast. So uh, as mentioned on our episode on Monday uh, when we did The Invisible Man, um, today is a very special episode. Um, I have decided to talk about my favourite horror franchise. Um, You'll notice that Lee isn't here because Lee is not a fan of uh, Friday the 13th. She is not a fan of Mr Voorhees. Uh, So imagine her surprise the other day when I came home with a Jason tattoo. She wasn't surprised, she knew it was coming but still. Um, So basically for any long-term listeners of the podcast or anyone that knows me in real life, you will know that Friday the 13th is my favorite horror franchise. Uh, I am a Jason guy through and through, um, always have been probably always will be. Um, you know, I think of all the big slashers, he is the one that I gravitated towards the most. Um, Friday the 13th was one of the first horror movies that I ever saw. Um, at quite a young age and you know even though Jason's not really in the original one you know I kind of saw lots of things with him on um, which kind of led me to seeing the first movie Um, as I'm sure you know if you've been a a listener from all the way back in the day or if you've listened to some of our earlier episodes um, I'm sure you've heard me talk about uh, spending time with my uncle watching horror movies getting into horror movies um you know the things that he sort of had i vaguely i this is this is gonna sound really weird because it is that not a thing anymore but i'm pretty confident uh all all of if not a large part a large chunk i would say of my uncle's original friday the 13th collection on vhs is made up from X rental videotapes um and i don't know if this is a thing like worldwide but over here at, at very least when video stores were a thing um they used to sell like the X rental tapes like you used to be able to buy them from uh when they went out of circulation or if like a store was closing down or uh you know things like that you'd be able to go and buy the the vhs tape so i'm pretty confident all of his collection i think everything from part one to at least Manhattan uh, is all X rental, and I think he still has all of them. Uh, I'm not entirely sure about Goes to Hell, and by that point, uh, yeah, Jason X would have been on VHS, but obviously, Freddy vs. Jason wouldn't have been, and certainly 2009 wouldn't have been. I don't. I'm not actually. I'm not sure about. Freddy vs Jason. Freddy vs Jason may have been on VHS because it came out in two thousand and three, but I, I'm not entirely sure. Um, it's it's kind of irrelevant anyway. But yeah, so it's kind of mad watching like uh these films like on old ex rental VHS tapes. Um, but yeah, I remember I remember two things very vividly from my childhood. One is seeing the original Friday the Thirteenth. Um probably when i was about nine ish eight nine maybe round about that time and just thinking it was like a really weird film um and i remember seeing a poster that my uncle had of the like vhs cover for takes manhattan and i think takes manhattan is the second one that i watched So after watching the first one, I I went straight to Takes Manhattan, which kind of explains why I have such a weird affinity for that movie. Um, So yeah, what we're going to do in this episode is I'm going to rank the entire Friday the 13th film franchise, kind of talk a little bit about each film, my relationship to each film, why I ranked them where I did. um, And then just for a little bit of fun, as just like a bonus episode to kind of celebrate Friday the 13th. yeah, I mean, I'm one of those people as well. I do like the TV show. I haven't seen every episode of the TV show, but I do have every episode of the show. Um, I have watched the Crystal Lake Memories documentary uh, more times than you probably should uh, as an adult human being who wants to just dedicate seven hours of their life to watching a documentary. Um But I find myself watching it quite a lot. Like if I'm off work, like if I'm ill or if I'm like if I have a day off and Lee doesn't like we tend to I tend to just sit and watch it. Or if it's like three o'clock in the morning and I can't sleep, like I'll blast an hour of it and kind of watch it that way. I remember the first time I watched it was on YouTube because it wasn't on Blu-ray or DVD for a very long time. So I remember finding it on YouTube and then watching it on YouTube Um, If you haven't seen it, and you are a Friday the 13th fan, I would highly recommend watching it. It's currently on Shudder here in the UK, and I think it might be in some other territories as well. Uh, You can get it on Blu-ray. I think the Shudder version is the six and a half hour version. There is an eight hour version as well that's on some of the DVDs. I think the Blu-ray that I have is seven hours. Um, some of the extra footage is just like extra interviews and stuff, but it's it, it's presented by Corey Feldman, and it basically goes through like the entire franchise. It's one of the most comprehensive um, documentaries I've ever seen on an on any anything, let alone a horror franchise. They basically got back everybody that they could that was still alive. Uh, Except for Kevin Bacon, weirdly, who doesn't come back. He's not interviewed on it at all. Um, And, like, David Cronenberg's obviously not interviewed for his, like, part in Jason X. But, like, basically every other surviving cast member that was involved in one of these movies or, like, producer, director, whatever, it. Um, who was involved in one of these movies, comes back and talks about their experiences with the franchise, like the making ofs, the behind-the-scenes stuff. Some of the behind-the-scenes stuff is like really interesting. Um, I guess if you're into documentaries and special features and stuff, like it's worth hunting out. Um, there is also a book version. I have the coffee table book that the documentary is based on, um, which is also really interesting. It's got a lot of the same information, but it's got like a lot of behind the scenes pictures, Um, it's got like a really interesting thing at the back of the book that they don't mention on the documentary which is like Jason's kill counts and like box office numbers so like every film it has like the box office that the film took and it also has like the number of like Jason's kills or like body count kills per film in it which is kind of cool um so yeah I would highly recommend it they also do talk about the tv series on there which I think is really cool um same as how like when if you watch Never Sleep Again which is the Nightmare on Elm Street version of this they talk about Freddy's Nightmares which is kind of cool um because you know even though Friday the 13th the tv series isn't canon to the film series like it's cool that they talk about it and talk about like how it came to be and like what it was eventually and Obviously the rumors that they were gonna sync it up with the T V series by having the last episode feature Jason's hockey mask. Cause for those of you that don't know, uh the T V series uh centres around a uh antique shop called Curious Goods, which is like inherited by these two uh cousins uh, after their uncle dies, and like every item in the antique shop is like cursed or haunted. And they basically, it's like a, it's kind of like a treasure hunt TV series, I guess. Like they have to get the cursed items back that have been like sold. They have like a list of like these cursed items that were sold before he passed away. and Like it's anthology style. So like every episode is about one of these cursed objects and like what it does and how they get it back. And eventually the rumor is that the last episode was going to feature jason's hockey mask like as the final cursed object but it never came to pass um so it's kind of cool how they talk about like that in the documentary as well and i've always had like a soft spot for the tv series like i think it's really like fun um and again if you if you're in a country where it's not available to buy on dvd uh like every episode is currently on youtube like if you want to find it on youtube as a slightly more legal way than torrenting it. Like I would just watch it on YouTube or you can buy like the whole series as like a box set, but it's only on, on region one DVD. So you'd have to have a multi-region player and it's not on Blu-ray. Um, So yeah, I mean, I love the Friday the 13th franchise. I've always loved the franchise. Um, and I thought now was kind of the perfect time to do an episode like this. Um it's the first it's the first franchise like ranking i guess that i've that we've done on the podcast uh if you guys like this episode maybe we'll do more maybe we'll do like a franchise friday and like every month uh we'll try and rank like a different franchise we'll try and get some guests on um if anybody wants to come on and do it like let us know like if there's a particular franchise that you want to talk about maybe we'll get this going and um you know who knows? Maybe we'll end up fucking ranking Wishmaster movies. Who the fuck knows? Um, but yeah, like, as always, just let let me know. Like, uh, I'm fully prepared before I drop this list to... Uh, for what's going to come. Like, this is a weird franchise, man. Um, and, like, I have seen some absolutely bonkers, like, rankings of this franchise... Um, I don't necessarily like, I see people rank them by quality. I see people rank them by like personal enjoyment. Um, you know, there's an, a myriad of different ways that people rank this franchise. For me personally, I ranked it by my personal enjoyment and by the ones that I watch the most, barring one film which I do watch quite regularly. But I also realise that it is a completely trash film. So it's actually lower on the list than it would be if I'd just gone by personal choice but I ranked mine because it's such a weird franchise to rank in terms of quality. Like it's an '80s slasher franchise where they were knocking out these movies like every nine months. And like some of them are really fucking good for what they are. And some of them are like really terrible. Um, so I think in terms of quality, it's really hard to rank it. However, um, I have tried to rank it based on my own personal preferences and my own personal feelings towards each film. Now Saying that, I realise that my personal feelings on each film probably aren't going to match up with a lot of people's. But, you know, it's an opinion thing. There is no right or wrong here. If you disagree with my list, cool, I would love to see yours. If you agree with my list, cool. As long as, as long as you listen to the episode and then you're respectful about it, I don't, you know, it doesn't bother me. Like, everybody has their own opinions. But I would be fascinated uh, if you listen to this episode and you're a fan of the franchise, like, hit us up. Like, send me your rankings. Like, I want to see, like, what you guys, how you guys rank this franchise. Like, let's talk about it. Like, let's get, in, let's get into it. Um, So, without further ado, am I the only person also that's annoyed that this franchise is called Friday the 13th and there's only fucking 12 of them? Like, come on. Somebody pull your finger out. Give us that 13th movie. Um, so, number 12, coming in dead last, part five. Come on. Like, it had to be part five. It had to be. Um, because why... Where else was I going to put... Um, you know, where else was I going to put part five? It's not even Jason. Um, part five is a really strange film. Um It's not Jason. It's an imposter. Like, the plot is weak. The story's weak. Like, the mystery aspect. They try to take it back to the first movie where they try to do, like, the mystery of, like, is Jason back from the dead after the final chapter? Like, is it an imposter? Like, is it Tommy Jarvis? Um, I think the mystery aspect of it is weak. Um, It's got some good kills and it's got some really fucking weird characters in it. Um, But overall... I just think the vibes are off in this movie, like having it not be Jason and like taking it back to a mystery sort of thing is a cool idea. But then kind of also having the killer be an imposter Jason, like it's like you're trying to have your cake and eat it too. And I think, you know, there's something really fascinating about this movie in a car crash kind of way. But I had to rank something last, man, and and it was, for me, it's always going to be this movie. I think out of all of these movies, part five is the one that I've seen the least, and it's the one that I never have any inclination to want to watch, and I think that kind of says it all, really. Uh, Although I do know people that love this fucking movie, so, you know, more power to you. If you love this movie, right on. Like, I'd love to know... Genuinely, like I'd love to know what it is that you guys like dig about this movie, so you know, let me know. Maybe I need to rewatch it. Uh number number eleven coming in eleventh place, uh part three, Friday the thirteenth, part three, aka Friday the thirteenth three D. Uh one positive thing I will say about this movie, it has a fucking killer uh opening title sequence. Like the fucking disco remix of the Friday the thirteenth theme fucking glorious like that fucking I was literally (coughs) about six weeks ago walking around the house just listening to that fucking theme it was like 11 o'clock at night and I was getting ready for bed and I was like fucking vibing listening to that uh Friday the 13th uh part three score um so yeah like that score kicks ass uh the film itself not great (coughs) um I think the movie being in 3d um really hinders this movie especially now where like the the main way that people watch this movie is in 2d the special effects in this movie are fucking shocking the persistence of like having everything fly at the camera is really fucking annoying um that fake head with the eyeball that comes out of it like what the fuck um I know this is like for a lot of people the iconic movie because it's the one where Jason gets his hockey mask um, you know some of the kills are really good in this movie and like it is cool to see like how Jason gets the mask and how he becomes who he is like going forward Um, so you know those elements of the film are really cool I just think after part one and two it's just another bland retread like after three like from four onwards that's when the franchise gets a little bit more interesting and they take a, a few more swings like admittedly like, it's Jason showing up somewhere, killing people. Like, there's only so many swings they can take. But 3 feels like the last-ditch effort of, like, we're just replicating 1 and 2 with just slightly more annoying characters. Um, and it doesn't really do anything differently to then say what the franchise becomes in, like, the Tommy Jarvis tri- trilogy, like, part, you know, 4, 5, and 6, part 7, part 8, 9, etc. So... I think even though everything in the franchise doesn't always necessarily work after this point, this is the last one where they kind of went, let's just do the same thing again. Like these are obviously popular and it just lacks, even making it in 3D, like it kind of just lacks creativity and it just lacks anything that makes me want to kind of go back to it. So I think this is where the list for people will start getting controversial. Uh, Part 10, uh, no, number 10, part two. Uh, Friday the 13th part two Um, yeah Um, again it's another one of those movies like everybody loves part two part two is sackhead Jason uh, kind of iconic Um, I don't mind sackhead Jason I don't dislike him as much as what a lot of people do Um, part two uh, it's hard to really grade part two on its own because it is such a like continuation of the first movie like You could literally, like, play the first two movies together as, like, a long feature and it would work. Um, Yeah, it's a a weird one, man. Um, It feels, in a lot of ways, like a remake of the first movie. Um, It feels like they didn't really know what to do. And, you know, it's hard to imagine this being the sequel to the first movie and this being the movie that introduces Jason knowing like how iconic Jason Voorhees goes on to become and and what an integral part of the franchise he goes on to become past this point. It's kind of mad to seek to think of this as like his introduction outside of obviously the dream sequence at the end of the first movie. Like it's mad to think that like he looks like some wrong turn looking motherfucker in this movie. And like, you know, it's got some iconic kills Like, you know, him jumping through the fucking windows, pretty dope. Um, And like the fight with um, Ginny uh, when she like pretends to be his mum is really cool. Uh, The whole dead mum head stuff is fucking weird. Um, I do like the wheelchair kill in this movie. I know a lot of people think that's controversial, but it's so well done. Uh, And I do feel really bad for the guy that had to like, you know, in the wheelchair and then obviously get killed by even though it's not him going down the stairs but you know that's still a pretty iconic kill. I just think there are you know as as the first sequel that introduces Jason and launches like his lore there are just a lot of things in this movie that could have been done differently Um and it's interesting to think that this if this film had flopped we don't get anything else after it and like that could have been the only movie that we have Jason in. And it's mad to me to think that that is like, you know, what could have happened is we could have just had weird cannibalistic looking mountain man Jason and then like nothing else after that. Um, part uh, number nine is Jason Takes Manhattan. So Friday the 13th, part eight, Jason Takes Manhattan. This is the movie that I referenced at the beginning of the episode where I said, when I talking about personal enjoyment... I was like, this movie is fucking trash. This movie is the only solo Jason movie that we have covered so far on the podcast because I felt like it was the easiest one to get Lee into the franchise. Uh and it's just a weird film, man. Like I've probably seen this movie more than a lot of the others. Um and it's one of the ones that I do watch quite a lot, like if it's on TV or if it's on streaming or you know, I because I'm endlessly fascinated by how they fucked this movie up. And, like, they talk about it a lot more on the Crystal Lake Memories documentary, but, like, the lack of money, the lack of, like, him actually being, like, in New York, like, the kills. Like, it has the incredible Julius kill, which is, like, arguably one of the top five kills in the entire franchise. But outside of that, it's got, like, really boring kills. It's got, like, no sense of, like, what it was promised. Like, you look at the trailer for this movie, the teaser trailer is fucking great uh teaser pose is fucking great like there's some really cool scenes like Jason on the subway is cool Jason versus the punkers where he takes the mask off is really cool the julia sequence as a reference is really fucking cool but like this movie as like the last paramount movie just feels like they shit the bed a little bit like they have him on a boat m- half the movie like he's slimy as fuck like he turns into a weird fucking naked shivering baby at the end after getting melted by toxic waste or not baby like a child like it's fucking weird man like this is a weird movie uh if you want to hear us talk about it more we did an entire episode of it um it's in it's in our like catalog you can go it's in season one so you can go and find it um and i talked a lot more about um you know the fact that he like fucking teleports and shit in this movie it just feels like they knew Paramount knew that they were losing the rights so they just went fuck it and just hit some like weird reset button um and then just went oh, it's paramount it's a new lines problem now which is fucking weird man um but yeah like this movie is endlessly rewatchable in like a holy shit it is so bad it's good way but like as as an actual film like even as an 80 slasher film like it leaves a lot to be desired um So, number eight is uh, Friday the 13th, part nine, a.k.a. Jason Goes to Hell, colon, The Final Friday. Uh, This is another movie. Like, if you think that Manhattan is bonkers, Jesus fucking Christ, New Line picked up the rights and just went, what should we do? Uh, This is the body-hopping fucking satanic worm, Jason's in other people's bodies movie, this movie is fucking weird man um love the opening of this film i love the opening where you see him and he's all fucked up and his masks like uh grown into his fucking skin chasing the woman through the um woods he gets fucking taken out by the SWAT team they blow him to pieces like and then it just goes fucking mental from there like I admire the sheer balls on this movie to just be that fucking weird and to be like, yeah, Jason's a body hopping worm, and like that's always been his like favourite form or whatever. And this movie's really fucking brutal in a gooey, gross, disgusting way. There's also the implication, if you listen to fucking any of the, the shit on the documentary, that like Jason's possibly a deadite because they have like the necronomicon and the kandarian dagger in this um you know so there's like fucking the whole thing about like maybe jason's mom was into like fucking necromancy and tried to bring her son back with the necronomicon and it introduces like this whole bunch of fucking weird lore about like for like if he get if the worm gets into the body of a Voorhees, like he could be reborn and it's a fucking kitchen sink movie. It's good. It's a good, it is a good movie. Like it's a fucking, it's not a Friday the 13th movie, but it is a good, like decent eight, like about well, nineties slasher movie. 30 years old this year, big repping for Jason goes to hell. Um, and also we get the money shot right at the end where Freddie Krueger's claw comes out and like pulls him to, to the ground. So I, I like this movie quite a bit. Uh, I was eight years old when this movie came out, so I didn't watch it straight away, but I, I, I do find myself from time to time going back to it quite a bit because um, I do get some kind of like weird enjoyment out of it uh, and Creighton Duke is a fucking lunatic and he is one of by far one of the main reasons to carry and watch this movie. I wish we had a Creighton Duke's TV show uh, that should have been the fucking TV show, they should have done a Creighton Duke show that would have been fucking great um, moving on to number seven, Friday the 13th, part four, the final chapter. Uh, well, fucking wasn't though, was it? Um, I like this movie quite a lot. Um, it's one of those ones where you could see that a shift was coming in the franchise. Um, you know, Corey Feldman's in this as Tommy Jarvis, who, as we know, would go on to be like one of Jason's greatest uh nemeses. Um, you know, the fact that he plays kind of like a little kid version of Tom Savini is fucking great. Um, you know, he's he's really good in this movie. Jason's great in this movie. Um, you know, you can kind of see the turning of the tide of them trying to, like, figure out what this franchise would be. You know, he's got the fucking hockey mask. He's brutal in this movie. Like, they, they made out like it was going to be the final chapter, which is a weird thing um, to do. And then to really, like... N- renege on it like so quickly Um, but you know this movie's got great gore it's got great special effects it's got a really really fucking cool Jason in it the fight at the end where like him and Tommy Jarvis like go toe to toe with his sister and like the end bit where Jason's fucking head slides down that machete blade man so good Um, and it's kind of like the first movie really since the first one where the the franchise felt like it was hitting its stride. Like the franchise was really starting to know what it wanted to be. Um, Or at least it felt like that when, when you watch it, it feels like it kind of was like, this is what we wanted it to be. You know, maybe we should end it here. Like this is the ultimate at the time. It felt like this is the ultimate Friday movie. Like we've made the ultimate one of these. We can't go any further. However, you know, when you look at it as part of the, the entire, like, uh, series of films you can see like the films after this get progressively weirder and weirder and weirder because this feels like the last classic kids that are some like teenagers jason you know kind of what everybody thinks of when they think of a friday 13th movie this feels like the pinnacle before it goes like fucking bonkers like afterwards um so (laughs) Uh, We're into my top six now, which I think is where I'm going to lose the majority of you guys. And I'm really, sorry. However, you know, this is my list. I told you this is my list. This is going to be weird. I did tell you that. Um, So part number six is Jason X. Um, So... You still there? You guys still with me? Uh, Jason X is such a fucking good movie, dude. Um, it's not; it's trash. But I love Jason X because Jason X knows that it's trash. Like it follows directly on from Jason Goes to Hell. Like you, you find they they make up this weird thing about Jason having like fucking regenerative like fucking tissue, and they want to study him like in the future uh David Cronenberg's in this fucking movie gets killed by Jason it's so sick um I love it because it's such a weird product of its time and it's so weird to kind of see Jason in like a really CGI special effects heavy kind of movie obviously he goes to space like all of the greats did pinhead leprechaun um you know so it's kind of interesting to see him in a different setting you've got the liquid nitrogen kill um you know they do a lot of different things like with the tech at the time so there's like use of like holograms there's like you know the uber jason which is one of the fucking funniest things that the franchise has ever done you get the crystal lake holodeck you get arguably i would imagine even though this is not recorded and confirmed kills the fact that he becomes a fucking neutron star and like takes out a fucking space station like how many ever hundreds of fucking people that is um this is basically Jason via Way of Aliens, and it's aged fucking terribly. But it's still just a really fun movie. Like, if you've had a couple of beers, you've got some friends over. Like, if you were putting together, like, a Friday the 13th marathon, uh, but you weren't watching all of them, you are just watching select ones, this is one that you always pop in. Like, this is a crowd favourite. Like, you know, I think this movie's just really fucking fun. And, like, these movies are supposed to be fun, right? Like, we should happy having fun with this. And, you know, it's Kane Hodder's swan song. And I think he fucking rules as Uber Jason in this. Um, Yeah, so that's my part six. So my part five is the original. Um, so it's the OG for the 13th. It's the one that, that, you know, this movie, I think, as an obvious, like, clone of Halloween... I think it's a really good movie. I think it's really clever. Like, I think the fact that it's all done through the killer's POV, I think, was still at that time, even though it had been copied from other movies, was still quite innovative. It was before, like, everybody got on the bandwagon. I think the reveal of Mrs. Voorhees at the end is fucking tremendous. Like, that sequence at the end when she comes, uh, when she turns up in the sweater and she's like, oh, hi, I'm Mrs. Voorhees, an old friend of the Christie's. And then her and Alice have, like, the fucking fight. So good, dude like you know it's that whole idea of like uh you know the the law that they build in like we've heard about jason like we know what happened to jason like the way that they make you think that like throughout the movie like it could be jason then it's revealed to be jason's mom who was a count, uh, like you know who was working at the um camp you know we find out all the lore about jason obviously we see him pop up at the end arguably one of the greatest jump scares of all time like, that bit at the end where Alice is in the boat, the music starts playing, fucking Swampy Boy drop, jumps up, like, takes her underwater. Fucking really, really tremendous stuff. And I remember, like, my mum telling me about this movie because she saw this movie when she was, like, 16. And um, she was saying about how, like, they all got <clears throat> ready to leave the cinema. And as that fucking jump scare pops up at the end, she, like, absolutely, like, shit herself. And I was like... So, like, you know, my 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 memories of that movie are always like, you know, my own because I saw it when I was quite young and I was like, I, I've always felt like this was a really, really good movie, but also like finding out like it was a movie that she saw when she was quite young and um, you know, what the, what kind of impact it had on her also kind of like was, was really, really cool. So yeah, my part five, uh, my number five is the first one. My number four is Freddie versus Jason um we recently did an episode on this a couple of months back so if you want to check that out it's in our july program in season three um so uh i love Freddy vs jason first movie i saw at the cinema uh first 18 rated movie that i saw at the cinema came out like three weeks after i turned 18 i remember just going to cinema on my own to see it like friday matinee on friday the 13th of august like just absolutely having a fucking blast of this movie Playing the soundtrack constantly, like I realize that Freddy vs. Jason is a flawed movie, and I realize like the amount of time that it took to get that movie made and all the different iterations of that movie. Like it's probably not the best version of that movie that we could have got. However, there is a fucking real charm to this movie. Like when those opening credits drop and you hear the, you see the new line logo, logo. go from blue to red and you hear the do 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 and the k- 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 ma- ma- ma. like fucking chills dude like seeing jason walking down fucking elm street seeing freddy in fucking camp crystal lake it's so cool and like this is basically a j this is basically like a jason movie with like freddy inserted into it even though it takes place like mainly in freddy locales Jason's, like, it's a real shame that Kane Hodder's not in this, but Jason's fucking great in this. The Cornrave massacre, perfect. Like, the fight sequences between him and Freddy, brilliant. The fucking bed massacre when he kills Trey and folds him up in the bed after stabbing him to pieces, fucking brilliant. There's some really great Jason stuff in this. There's, There's some dog shit Jason stuff about him being afraid of water and all that fucking nonsense, but the scene where, like, Jason's underwater and, like, you see his, like, the, the cabin underwater with all the dead bodies piling out of it in the dream. Really, really fucking good stuff. Um, and I think, like, I've seen this movie so many fucking times. Like, at the the time when this came out, like, it felt like this was the biggest thing in horror. Like, I was so excited to see this movie. Um, and I, I still really enjoy watching it now. And it also has a really fucking kick-ass new metal soundtrack that came out on Roadrunner Records back in the day when, like, film studios invested in fucking soundtracks and having songs like specifically written for films and yeah i just think this movie's just such a blast to watch and like as a jason fan i think they give you enough of him in it to make it worth your while um so that leads me to my number three which is the 2009 friday the 13th from platinum dunes um Another movie I went to see at the cinema when it came out. Um, I love how brutal Jason is in this movie. I think taking it back to his roots and kind of making him a very brutal human man, but like also kind of like a survivalist, like a fucking jacked up woodsman fucking Rambo type is great. There's It's essentially a remix of the first four movies. But again, there's some really fucking cool stuff in this. Like the cold open that's like 20 minutes long or 15 minutes long, where he just, like, murks a bunch of fucking kids that are, like, on a weed-picking trip. Like, got some of the most brutal stuff in it. Like, he fucking... It's got one of my... Probably my favourite kill in the franchise, where he hangs a woman up from a tree in a bo- in a sleeping bag and then, like, sets fire underneath it, so she boils alive. And then her boyfriend runs into a fucking bear trap while he's trying to save her. Um, the kills in this movie are fucking insane. Like, there's some really, really cool kills in this. Um, The gore is really good. Like, I agree with a lot of the sex stuff. Like, there's a little bit too much, like, nudity in this movie, um, which is distracting at times. And every fucking character in this movie is a douchebag. Um, Especially Trey. Fuck that guy forever. Um, But, yeah. Is it Trey? Yeah, it is Trey. Um, but yeah, this movie is really fucking good. Jason is probably at his... Like, this is the ultimate Friday the 13th movie. And it's a real shame that we never got a sequel to it. Because Derek Mears is like a top tier Jason. And like some of the Jason stuff that he does in this is fucking brilliant. Like the way that he runs, the way that he moves, the way that he like kills. There's a fucking sequence in this where he like puts an axe in a kid's back and leaves him out to die, so he can bait his friends out, so that Jason can like fucking pick them off one by one. There's some really fucking quality stuff in this movie, and if if the Texas if it wasn't for the fact that the Texas Chainsaw Massacre remake by Platinum Dunes was so good, this would probably be like my favorite Platinum Dunes like reinvention of a horror franchise. Um, my number two, uh, Friday the Thirteenth Part Seven: The New Blood. Jason versus Carrie. Um, it really upsets me that this movie was neutered by the MP, uh, MPAA. Um, Because, again, Jason... This is probably the coolest that Jason's ever looked. You know, he's got a fucking exposed spine. He's got a fucking zo- zombie skeleton face. You know, he's fighting a girl with telekinesis. Like, we're doing something. Like, obviously, we all know, if we're a fan of the franchise, that this is the movie that was meant to be... This is when they were going to make Freddy vs. Jason. But they couldn't get the rights together, so... They basically did Jason versus Carrie instead. And there's some really, really fun stuff in this movie. Like, they do a jump scare at the end of this movie that's basically like the one from one, but it's like a fucking zombie dad. But he's not really a zombie. He's just got a bit of dirt on his face. Um, You know, having Jason face off with someone with supernatural powers is really interesting. It gives him, like... It gives him something different to do. And, like, the fights that he has with Tina are great, like you know when he gets set on fire when she like breaks his mask off um you know there's there's ways to reinvent franchises and then there's part 7 like and part 7 at the time felt like the perfect reinvention they like fully embraced the fact that Jason Jason was a supernatural character they had him fight off with a paranormal character and then they just went fuck it let's just go like full weird vibes and you know Kane Hodder's first appearance as Jason completely knocks it out of the fucking park incredible special effects work um he gets fucking set on fire in this movie and he does like a burn like stunt that he that is way longer than he should have been um you know he actually got hurt falling down the stairs like you know there's some really great stories about the making of this movie and I think if it wasn't for the fact that the kills are neutered and the fact that the footage that they found for those neutered like of the uncut kills was such trash, like I think this movie would probably be like my favourite. However, that honour goes to my number one pick, Friday the thirteenth, part six, Jason Lives. Um I don't really know what to say about this movie. Um I love this movie, Tom McLaughlin directed it. Um adds a touch of gothic horror to it like it has a really good look like it's a really good looking jason movie um it has a fucking james bond opening it's got three alice cooper songs on the soundtrack including man behind the mask which is one of the best songs ever written for a film and the video is fucking brilliant like it's really self-referential it's really funny like jason's really good in this like he um the scene with the paintballers, where he like decapitates all of them and pushes the guy's head into the tree, like splats the bloody smiley face on the tree. Um, when he flips the like RV over, the joke with the American Express card, like you know, it's the it's the the final part of the Tommy Jarvis trilogy. So we like close out that trilogy. Um, you know, there's some really great references to like other horror directors, um, other horror like icons and things like that. He gets resurrected like fucking Frankenstein in this movie. This is the one where they're like, right, we bring this motherfucker back. They bring him back like fucking Frankenstein. Like, it's just a really, really fun film. And when I think about Friday the 13th, when I think about Jason and what I want from a Friday the 13th movie, this movie gives me everything that I want. It gives me cool kills, gives me jokes, like a a light breezy tone. Like, it gives me a Jason that looks fucking cool. Like, it gives me like you know, more Tommy Jarvis, which is always a good thing. And it just feels like, you know how everybody always says, like, Dream Master is like the MTV Friday. Like, this is the MTV, uh, sorry, MTV Nightmare. This is like the MTV Friday. This is the, the one where they went, right, let's just fully fucking embrace the absurdity of this. And let's just go and make a really fucking fun movie. And yeah, I I adore this movie. Like, today, this will probably be the movie that I watch um like usually w- I tend to watch one of these movies on a Friday the 13th and it's usually like 6x 2009 or Freddy vs Jason so so I think it's probably going to be like part six tonight so um yeah so that's my ranking of the Friday the 13th franchise as I said I would love to hear what you guys think um come let me know in the comments like at me like on social media So I'm a horror fan, all lowercase, all one word on Tumblr and Instagram. S-I-M-A-H-F pod on Twitter. Or you can find me directly, zombie underscore Simon on Twitter. Um, Yeah, just I would love to know what you guys think. Like, I absolutely adore this franchise. And I really, really, you know, want to see what you guys think of like what your favorite films are, your favorite moments, your favorite characters. So, you know, join me on social media and let's have a chat. Uh, All things Jason on this Friday the 13th as i say if you like this and you want us to do more franchise rankings like also let me know if you want to come and guest on if you, if we do get this going and we do do more like if there's if there's any other creators out there people that listen to the podcast if you want to come on and do an episode like we'll pick a franchise and we'll rank that motherfucker and then we'll put an episode out um but until then everybody enjoy your Friday the 13th everybody stay spooky everybody stay safe and i will see you back here with lee on monday as we will be talking about James Wells' 1931 Frankenstein movie. Take it easy, guys. Bye.